He just has that like dumb look on his face. Um, it reminds me of an old German saying: "The dumbest farmers grow the largest potatoes." Hey, hey, Shania Hova, Shana Tova Hose. <laughs> Happy fifty-seven eighty-three. Oh my God! I hardly knew you. <laughs> <laughs> time flies when you're having fun i know god um and that was with a dash in the middle by the way yeah well we uh we attended services last night you looked very sharp and handsome both of you thank you um i was very honored to uh be asked to uh make an aliyah and <laughs> i'm not ta- i'm not referring to the act of <laughs> moving to israel as <laughs> a to israel as a birthright, or listen citizen. to the new streaming hits by Aliyah yeah. on Spotify. I'm not talking about uh, flying a helicopter and crashing. <laughs> uh, that was actually um, a small jet. Oh, unfortunately, those things crash. You know. Oh yeah, and Cessnas. Like I'm never going in a small. Well, aircraft. Cessna for sure, but they don't fly that high either. So I like. If it was like a clear sky sort of day, I might go on a Cessna. Mm-hmm. But uh, at least you can crash into a cornfield if need be. Right, yeah. Um. Anyways, we went to services last night, and they like they invited me to like go on the bima and open the ark, mm. which was really nice. Mm. But then we got to school, and we realized it's actually a a two tiered service system, <laughs> where where the non ticketed service is relegated oh, to like the basement, um, like event room whatever and the main event in the sanctuary is like ticketed it's and it's in like true new york fashion you know it's like uh opera met met opera <laughs> seats where like you have your subscription and you just you have oh your, your seat and so there's no just like getting into that service mm-hmm. and it's just it is there's absolutely nothing more new york than like a financial pissing contest <laughs> I mean the ticketing for religious service. Yeah, sounds very mega church. Um, yeah, for sure. Maybe you could move into the Javits Center next time. Right. <laughs> I think one one resolution for the next Shana for the next year maybe would be to, um, you know, not uh, not measure anything through your ability to buy it with your money. That's mm-hmm. that's that's. I mean, I'm only talking to my uh, my Jewish kinfolk now. Um, but we had a lovely time. We got to dress up, which was nice. I got really nice dress shoes of Bloomingdale's with the credit that I had and $150 in cash that my parents like oh, yes. pressed in my hands as I was leaving mm. know, like a month ago. Um, so I think we looked pretty dashing and it was nice. And yeah, you looked very nice and those shoes are very chic thanks. and high quality. I'm I can s- tell. I'm starting to like <laughs> enjoy formal wear. Yeah, when you have nice things, it's fun. Yeah, I've just I've felt oh. like my 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 large ass has always been a barrier <laughs> to f- really leaning into formal wear. Uh, I don't know, but I mean, it's not that big. You have a you know okay. Well, Jordan, s- bot, Jordan but... <laughs> says I have body dysmorphia, so that's possible. <laughs> totally. Um, you're making it sound like you have Kim K's ass and you're like, God, I just can't find any slacks that'll fit. No, but like, you know, large ass in the sense that like <laughs> I, I enjoy it in like casual wear, but like I feel like the formal wear looks particularly better on not flat, <laughs> not flat ass, but like whatever. I have body dysmorphia. Anyway, okay. as I've told you many times, I saw A-Rod at Soho House West Hollywood. His ass is huge, but he had a double vented jacket. Mm. and it looked amazing okay yeah um yeah and i'm excited because we're going to a wedding in october and i got this suit made in thailand for like very little money and it looks really nice on me so i'm excited to wear it to that wedding oh, nice um, and this is the suit you wore yesterday no i wore my theory oh. suit yesterday Ah, okay yeah I, well, just, I can't wait to see the thailand suit yeah no yesterday i i was gunning for the bar mitzvah boy look and um yeah that vogue uh themed bar mitzvah yeah um yeah it was nice 
It's just nice to have time off school. No, totally. Um, glad you're on holiday. Yes, and I sh- just saw, saw a little announcement for our listeners. I, I'm happy, very happy to be back from the brink of a, uh, a physical <laughs> decomposition. <laughs> That's why we haven't recorded an episode in ages. Yes, um, I'm glad you're better. Thanks. I'm really happy. It's not long COVID. Yeah, and uh, which I don't believe in, by the way. <laughs> I, Sorry, I'm just kidding. I, you sound like Rebecca, friend of the pod. <laughs> hey, uh, Rebecca. <laughs> she's never listened to us. She only listens to what? Uh, yeah, she only listens to <sighs> basketball themed podcasts or like there's that like TV or movie podcast that's like 1999, 1998. They only talk about like movies that came oh out God. in that era. She's really into that. Mm. Um, well, this changes everything. Maybe one day we'll reform her and get her to listen to our podcast. Maybe we should just have her on the podcast. It would be funny to have kind of like an art newbie and we could go to a show with them or something and get their two cents. Yeah, we should do that. That'd be fun. With the expected result of, what is this? <laughs> what is this crap? <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going in on Tuesday to get my B12 shot, my first out of four, mm. and I'm excited for that. I'm so happy for you. Um, That's such a like celebrity shot to get. It's like when Lindsay Lohan's dehydrated. Oh yeah, needs a B12 shot. The first time I went to City MD and they diagnosed me with dehydration, or whatever. Um, the doctor on site was like, "Oh yeah, how, yeah, we have people coming casually for their like, <laughs> for their you know IV of fluids." Um, like what is wrong with people in this city? Yeah. Well, usually they get that service that comes to their house right. with the drip, you know, after they've been partying. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that's not a Berlin thing yet. Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, like cheap, kind of is, but those cheapskates. <laughs> um, yeah. So you're, you're back in Berlin. I'm back. I'm back from my whirlwind sojourn. Sojourn Rihanna seven 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 tour. By the way, she's going to be at the Super Bowl. Yes, bitch. Does that mean I have two questions? First of all, does that mean a new album is coming out? I think a new album is coming out. I feel like this is her return to the music scene. Second of all, is she planning on shedding the plump, or is she (laughs) because she's uh, she's juicy in all the right places? Mm Hmm. Um. Well, I like all the memes that are like. Here's Rihanna's Super Bowl show, and it's like makeup tutorials. <laughs> <laughs> but some are very well done, like the Saint Hoax one. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'm very excited. When, okay, when they were saying Taylor Swift, okay, first when they said Apple Music was sponsoring the halftime show, I was like, I bet Taylor Swift will do it. Right. Then that rumor lasted for a day. And when they said she's not doing it, I was like, I bet Rihanna's doing it. And this is going to be her comeback. Interesting. And it came true. So, because, like, who else would do it? Like, what other, lar- you know, like, big female pop stars are that could do it right now? Um, what other? Not Dua Lipa. No. Maybe Elton John. <laughs> <laughs> the farewell tour. Well, he is responsible for AIDS, after all. Yeah. Thanks to this guy, you're paying six billion dollars a year. Oh, so congrats. for AIDS. Congratulations to Italy for having elected its first female prime minister. So, uh, oh, gosh. <laughs> the girl bossery in action. Yeah. Um, oh my god! Yeah, I was just watching this like Who's the Boss reunion. Uh, Danny Pintaro. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's funny because it made me ask myself if Judith Light was Jewish. She is though, isn't she? She is, but like on Who's the Boss, she plays a... A very waspy uh, Connecticut woman. Yes. (laughs) But on Transparent, she really dials it up. Yeah. Um, I love... Well, she's Jew Cognito, so... Yeah. I love Mona. (laughs) Mona was amazing. Yeah. She was such a firecracker. And She's still oh. alive, yeah. Mona yeah. was the boss. But that was such a good show. I loved it. Yeah. It was always on uh, like two episodes every day after school. And we yeah. always watched it. Tony Danza just like looks like like 
he reeks of like axe deodorant Br- and brute Br- aftershave. <laughs> hey, yo, Angela. <laughs> <laughs> um, I should rewatch that. I mean, he was hot. He was hot. He's still hot. It's no, he still is. He's still attractive. He just has that like dumb look on his face. <laughs> um, it reminds me of an old German saying. The dumbest farmers grow the largest potatoes. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, what else have you been up to? Um, okay, so went to Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Saw a lot of friends. Um, went to Mexico City for my show, which was really nice. Yes, everyone in Mexico City, go check it out thanks it's still up mm-hmm. um how long it's up uh for a couple of weeks still oh nice i think till like i think till like october 22nd or something oh cool uh the food was amazing mm-hmm. do you have crickets no actually my ex travis he's really he's mentioned that the crickets and things is that uh, like I'm a an survi- eater is that like a survivalist thing in uh the tundra <laughs> of canada <laughs> No, uh, I didn't have any crickets. I didn't have anything like funky or shady. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a lot of nonstop good food and mezcal margaritas. Mm-hmm. I really want to bring back a bottle of mezcal, but uh, I was just like carry on only. And oh, then right. I stopped in Vancouver on the way. Uh, I had an eleven-hour layover, so I went to the beach uh, with my friend Philip. That was super fun. Back to Winnipeg, helped my parents move back to Poland, which was like insanely chaotic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's all done. Um, then I flew to Wrocław, Poland, for a wedding last weekend. Mm-hmm. Then I flew to Stockholm Look at <laughs> to you. see this uh, subway station installation that's coming down at the end of the month. So if you're oh, in Stockholm, no. why don't they the keep it there permanently? Station. Uh, it was just like a rotating project. Each, each installation's up for one year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then returned to Berlin less than a week ago, basically half a week ago. Yeah. So I'm exhausted, still jet lagged, unsettled. <sighs> how's, uh, how's Berlin? How's the weather? It's fine. It's like a perfect fall weather, but mm-hmm. I feel low energy sad slightly seasonally depressed already even though you know it's been pretty sunny and stuff but just knowing that everything's wilting well it's just depressing you know it's the the travels come down yeah exactly it was like a lot of excitement in many ways and just a lot of changes happening and then to come back and also like i don't live here so I'm right. just here, you know, for another week. It's also weird. It's just like Wait, the the Who's the Boss reunion was in twenty sixteen and Mona's <laughs> dead already. I've been duped. YouTube said it like it was uploaded uploaded two days Wait. ago. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I feel I feel conned. Oh, wait, that was, like, around the turning point of when Alyssa Milano got super annoying. Right, because I was going to say, like, she has that really annoying, like, like side, uh, like, undercut. <laughs> um, that Karen hair. Oh, my God. What a bitch. <laughs> okay, sorry I cut you off. No, no, it's okay. Um... Yeah, well, another reason why we haven't recorded in uh, a month or so, longer, over a month, right? I think so, yeah. So I think uh, our our silence speaks volumes. Yeah, what's there to talk about? <laughs> yeah. A redundant Wolfgang Tillman's show? Oh, yeah. I might go see it just because I uh, want to experience the novelty of uh, a face, a uh, mask-free museum experience in new york <laughs> i haven't gone to a museum in like a month and a half because it was just in such shaky Ugh, yeah physical mental health whatever you could have used one of their rascal scooters to get around oh yeah um they should pair you yeah, up. i thought they should sorry. pair you up with like a buddy 
Like a stop. <laughs> stop like an buddy. 80, 85 year old um, invigilator. <laughs> like take no, like, a, like an intern who takes you around and explains things the way they see it. <laughs> this man's crotch. <laughs> I also have seen a man's crotch before. Um, I thought you were going to say you want to see the novelty of photos like up on the wall with clips. Oh, yeah. No frames. <laughs> Um, with some uh, superlative, superlatively written like wall text about a really simple like inkjet print, <laughs> like fancy descriptions of what it is in fact just an inkjet inkjet print. Ugly say print. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I just don't care. Um, no. <laughs> I listen. When I moved to Berlin in two thousand eight, I I enjoyed it. It felt a uh, pertinent and relevant in my experience i mean that like the content the subject matter of the photography but at the end of the day photography is just like i maybe somebody would like to charm me with their explanation of why <laughs> photography is a compelling <laughs> medium but like i don't know you've seen one sort of approach you've seen them all yeah like and don't bring susan sontag into this okay yeah, like, who cares? Um, <laughs> and it really shows that the photography is lacking when the show is really all about the composition of the hanging yeah, of the work. I just, I don't know. It had its moment and its time, that work. And yeah, truly like, don't... yeah, truly like anything else in the art world of this, of artists of that stature, it had its time and place. And now it's just running on in hyperdrive autopilot yeah it's a whole industry he's worth probably hundreds of millions at this point yeah um it's like just give someone else the opportunity it's more so than that i'm just i guess at this point of my interest in the art world and art i'm curious to see how far the art world can sort of extend this this capitalist argument like how how much will like I just I wonder what the uh like you know newcomers to the art world like what is their buy in yeah um where's the but excitement whole, yeah but this whole thing of like well this is important because we're showing it or right. because it sells for a lot of money or what have you it's like well I mean it really isn't it's like he wasn't the first or the only one to just be obsessively taking a bunch of photos that you then filter through right at the end of the day and you're like well here's the show you know i whittled down all my iphone photos to like 10 yeah basically also the thing is the thing with photography like you can spin it whichever way you'd like but it's all about the quantity like the more pictures you take the more you have to ch like choose from basically yeah um and like the the abstract works of his they're fine yeah but also i they're fine but like, exactly like i like please somebody tell me what i'm supposed to see in them so that I'm, i get more excited for them i don't care about the pigment in the water i don't care about the headlights yeah i mean there is like an impactful experience to seeing his photography you know blown up massive scale in, in panorama bar that i like but uh the rest is just like whatever it's like objects inside a frame captured in a camera with a camera like sure there's a frank ocean album cover <laughs> he fucking wears a band-aid on his finger i don't know what else is supposed to be transgressive yeah. about that picture i i struggle to be moved by that it's just photography like i prefer uh helen levitt exhibition of like you know 1950s new york street like yeah. photojournalism or whatever um maybe we can get a whole show of fire island snapshots by him i mean this is this is effectively this is a prelude to the fire island moment um i mean the one thing i do like is like in the german context it's less sort of uh moving but like all the pictures of like really dykish like 
his portraits of like super dykish like german people whether men or women that i like because you just it's a novelty that like physiognomy is a novelty here in the u.s so i do enjoy that like if anything i think his photography is impactful when it like introduces you to like a new visual sort of palette even if it's just through a physiognomy of the subjects so i'm just like tap i'm clicking through the pictures the install shots on on moma's website and i'm just really struggling to like come up with something either smart or yeah to say about it you know whose photography i like um who's what was that there was a website can't remember the photographer sorry we're idiots actually i'm an idiot and uh <laughs> everything's no, poorly researched <laughs> um that it was like sim sim similitudes or something mm-hmm and you went to the website and there were those categorizations of different types of people. So it was like, you know, like German office man. And it's just like a grid mm-hmm. of portraits. Right. All shot the same way. Yeah. And the photographers found a lot of people that fit into those categories. Right. So then there's, you know, like the crusty street punk, the like acid yeah. raver, but basically all these kind of recurring aesthetics that we see in the streets uh, they've collected like a hundred people that look like that right? and are all shot and it's shown in a grid. Like things like that I enjoy because I think there's something more to it than just like the snapshots, you know? Yeah. Also, it's just, again, I'm clicking through the pictures and struggling to come up with something smart to say about them. It's just, his whole work like, the whole aesthetics is like reeks of like unwashed foreskin. <laughs> that's that's the vibe I'm getting. Like that piss trough at lab. Yeah. <laughs> this is it's very telling because Tumblr closed how many years ago? Mm, it's still up and like people have no, started but, like, posting. You, you know, our Tumblr. Yeah. Um like our people. So this this show <laughs> Could have been a Tumblr, basically. But Tumblr closed, and so we have it in a museum now. <laughs> like, this is work that could have just been in an endless scroll format. But yeah. they've, like, elevated on a very high pedestal and put it in a it museum. It kind of is Tumblr aesthetics. Yeah. For, I mean, tum- I think Tumblr sort of structured itself around this proliferation of scrollable images because in it's like it's the the quantity that matters with his pictures because like you know standalone photographs are some of them are nice but it's the total effect like i'm no photo like photography historian whatever so i don't even have the lexicon or the vocabulary to talk about it intelligently but like just focus on one pictures of his and it's like fine but it's all about the the inundation that wows you (sighs) Um, the quote-unquote queerness of the image <laughs> i do i will say though i do i do prefer his brand of queerness i find it less annoying than the current sort of wave of queer art um mm-hmm. mostly because like you know his subjects are like either like crusty lesbians or like you know um you know, foreskin like, punks, um, hard-bodied thoughts. Yeah, but I'm talking more about his like in Adidas shorts. Yeah, his late '80s, like early '90s, like pre pre or like oh, yeah, Berlin yeah. fall. I like that. That has historical value. Um, but sorry to like geek out for a second, but that's like um, Neubauten. They were really incredible, like in the '80s and through the like late nineties even maybe, but they've like, they've like, they've become bourgeois at this point. And with them, the sensibilities have really like become stale. And so I'm not quite sure why we need like any new thoughts from Wolfgang, Wolfgang Tillmans in 2022. And it's very evident in his like DJing career, for example, which is like, no, it's music creation. He's a musician. Oh, sorry. Just a little cringy, but uh, whatever. Anyways, whatever. We, yeah. um, 
You should go see it so we can get the full review. This was just the preview. Yeah. Um, I will say, though, maybe- I will say, though, I've been out of Germany for like eight or nine years at this point, and I'm very happy to only have like occasional like good memories. Like every now and then I would like walk down a street here in New York, whatever, and I would have this like, it's like pang of like, like visceral memory of like a, uh, a moment or uh, I don't know. And at this point I like, I only harbor positive <laughs> reminiscing like, uh, like <laughs> feelings towards Berlin, which is a really good place to be in. It's like not, not hating your ex anymore <laughs> uh well i got back last week and i was like hmm i'm here yeah felt nothing right so well if it makes you feel any better the like the terrible culture at the corner of fashion that berlin has spearheaded <laughs> has been spearheading for years is now a de facto reality aesthetic reality <laughs> of new york I mean, that whole God. sort of cross-pollination of uh, Bottega, Veneta, the halitosis aesthetics. Uh, <laughs> like the, the, like, greasy center part. Yeah. School shooter. Yeah. Like, a uh, leather mini skirt with a, like, polyester. With a like, gun popping out. Yeah. And cowboy boots. <laughs> um, as a transgressive act. Um... That, that your parents paid for. Yeah. I mean, that basically started in a dumpster behind the Humana in Fiddersheim. <laughs> the Frankfurter Tor location and not the Warschauer Strasse location. Yeah. Um, and now it's it's sported by Bella Hadid in <laughs> some you know photographer's studio on uh, the Bowery. Oh, man. That's, um, that's the reality we live in. Actually, it really like lubricates my way out of... You know, being a young individual in this world, I'm like fully embracing onset midlife. Uh, midlife, I won't say crisis, just midlife. Because I look yeah. at the I look at the youth, and I'm like, well, you're ugly. I yeah. like, I and would, you've chosen to uglify yourself. Yeah. Um, if I had the choice, I wouldn't want to have sex with you, and so, <laughs> like, just have have like enjoy each other basically also when we were 25 we looked cute we weren't trying to look ugly oh yeah for sure well we were Uh, we were crushed by oppressive gay either body culture or you know standards that are (laughs) i mean that's still a thing though for sure yeah um oh god how would you say say those how would you say those standards have changed in berlin since we both lived there full-time um i don't know it just i guess if you're gay in berlin you choose kind of your your uh tribe so you're mm-hmm. like a, you're like a cracked out circuit queen yeah or just constantly at a chemsex party mm-hmm. so either of those two are very like gym body culture or right. you're like a really bland mitta gay mm-hmm um, Sounds like it hasn't changed at all. Yeah, or then you're the like the Balenciaga art hoe, right? Um, which that like that changed. wasn't really a th- yeah that changed that, that changed was like not like, a thing when, when I moved there because when here. we lived there, like I guess Comme de Garçon was like the cool way to be. Yeah, that place, that secondhand consignment place on uh what's that is it Rosenthal Chasse? what street is the Mikita the original Mikita store shop on it's like the continuation of it across the street from that hotel oh god I can't remember it's on that residential block that's it's like in the back of the residential block where uh Escado used oh, to like be Alta Schönhauser Strasse or something yeah maybe it leads yeah, that Mikita store in Mitte yeah yes so there used to be like a consignment store, like a fashion, like a designer uh, okay. consignment store there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like that was, that was the vibe in like 2012, 2011, whatever. Yeah. No, there were people that were like fashionable, but it wasn't, it wasn't like uh, this, this whole like nineties redux yeah. garbage aesthetic. No, it was basically dressing in black. Yeah. Like variations of on black. Yeah. Um, well, I just imagine, you know, that that's what, like, the older generation 
like it's part and parcel of aging out of your generation basically i'm sure the 60s had it the 70s had it the 80s had it where like the generation that was on his way out was like what the hell is going on what are you doing because like you're telling me the like flower power like generation <laughs> the like their parents thought they were they looked good the children <laughs> like those high-waisted bell bottoms like polyester sweaters no bra yeah. um well you know people our age are doing all these eye roll looks so yeah Oh, well, I'm just scanning the web for any other things we might have missed. Uh, not in our absence, but in our lack of interest. Um, what else is going on? Let's see. I'm just, it's my day off, so I'm considering going to a uh, museum, perhaps. Let's see what's up at the Met. Oh, well, the Met Opera is uh, opening. It's new season, September 27th. Oh, tomorrow. <laughs> what do you know? I'm excited for that. Okay, let's see what the Met Museum has up at the moment. Um, Bound and Hila Besha show. Been there, done that. Um, at least there's like uh, Jordan got an invitation to two openings at the Whitney that that are coming up, and I'm like, oh nice. Uh, possibly a positive change at the uh, at the Whitney. So Edward Edward Hopper exhibition opening alongside. Um. Oh, there's a there's a show opening at. Oh, it's in May at the dawn of a new age, early 20th century American modernism, which looks good. Oh, that sounds um, nice. Is the Whitney Biennial still up? I wonder. I feel like it closes end of summer. October sixteenth. Ah, okay. Okay, maybe I should go see it again. Not. <laughs> um. Uh, I mean, it was two thumbs down from both of us, so... Yeah. With a few exceptions. Yeah, there were a few cute things, but generally it was just like... <sighs> Matt Connor's work I loved. Mm-hmm. Buck Ellison, which I, you know, picked as my highlight of that show. Um, Value Village Air, Buck Ellison. <laughs> Maybe our listeners can send us uh, some suggestions to what to go check out. Because, like, honestly, yeah, they... exactly. Please send us suggestions of what to see in New York and Berlin. Yeah. Um, I'm only here for another week, so I might not see it. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, someone's gonna take me to see the Humboldt Forum. He worked on it. Oh, nice. A friend. Yeah. And I'm very anti that building, but I will take him up on the tour. Oh, for sure. So maybe I can chime in with with some uh, reviews, such as the Berlin Clubbing exhibit oh inside, <laughs> with some Berkheim memorabilia. Jesus. <laughs> oh, um, man. I see there's a Josh Klein show opening at the Whitney on April 19th. Do you think they yes. have, like, do you think they have, like, their shows lined up, like, years in advance? Because I feel like... Why would you stage a Josh Klein show in 2022? Yeah, or it sounds very like 2016. Yeah. Um. Well, you know, everyone's got hands in pockets. Uh, Everyone has an agenda. Like, why? Why do we need to see that? Like another another art about like post capitalism. Yeah. Um, Klein often utilizes that technologies, practices, and forms he scrutinizes. Digitization, data collection, image manipulation, 3D printing, commercial and political advertising, productivity enhancing substances. Why would anybody Literally be, everything. Why would anyone be interested in those themes? Um, and on Artnet News, how do you judge the value of social practice art? Artists, blah, 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 developed matrix to determine if a project is successful you go woman in STEM. A, a Google Sheet? <laughs> Is that the Matrix? <laughs> You're the thing we talked about off camera. Yeah. <laughs> oh my Here's my Matrix. <laughs> a Google Sheet. <laughs> I I had to create a really elaborate spreadsheet to um to assess like different different categories of grades for my Hebrew mm-hmm. class and I 
my brain is rotted so i had jordan do it for me and he loves doing that stuff i love that i was just i was scared to have him do that like to share the spreadsheet with him so that the school like gets alerted for like an external oh my god like, collaboration or something like that oh my god uh well i i never even remember how to do the sum formula in excel oh, yeah so. I just really don't have the brain for those, as the British say, maths. <laughs> maths. <laughs> um, I just forget the syntax. I'm like, what is a C++? God. Me. Oh, I see the Guggenheim Museum Nixus closely watched $100,000 Hugo Boss prize. Oh, there. Oh, God. Now we're never going to win it. <laughs> <laughs> Right, right when white is coming back to uh, in such style. Um, I'm looking at the alumni. Did Annika Yee win that prize for those like flying robots? Which, as a friend of the pod who will remain anonymous, pointed out, um, they found them online, produced by some other company. Oh, really? Yeah. Who is Annika Yee? Like, I could not like I. I of course know her, but like I could downtown not. art darling. But you know, one of these artists, we were like, "What, what work do they make? What do I, they do?" I honestly could not, uh, could not evoke, well, these f- could not evoke an image of any of her work. So that Tate Modern thing, the Turbine Hall, it was like these flying robots, and it really made it seem like, oh, you know, along with an engineer or something, she like developed this technology, these flying, you know, beautiful objects and then they're just like available online at like alibaba or something oh right oh i do (laughs) i actually enjoyed her was she in the biennial the whitney biennial because like three editions ago she's like a biennial queen right because there is a body of work of hers that i don't dislike it's like it looks like wasp nests or something like that it's like suspended from the ceiling there's an interesting a uh sort of sculptural um composition to them pass <laughs> matthew barney was the first winner douglas pass I, I love matthew barney's work well i mean we watched cream master cycle in school a few of them what's There's like cool? i enjoyed his installation in <laughs> architecture cool? school why <laughs> i was in architecture school <laughs> But we weren't like sitting there drafting technical documents. No, but is that what they show you in architecture school, Matthew? Barney, I don't know, uh, like art history or theory or something. Oh, or, okay. Um, and you then know, you know how crazy it is. Like I got my BFA and my MFA in Berlin. We didn't have a single class of uh, art history. That's problematic. Yeah. <laughs> um. But okay, at the Walker, there's a nice installation of his. But also, I just don't care. Also, he was a dick to Bjork. Okay, true, but it gave us some beautiful albums. So, <laughs> yeah. Now, now the breakup album. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm a, I'm very excited for the new Mushroom album. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Do you listen to the singles that uh, came out? Singles? Uh, I haven't yet. No, they're I'm like they're very kooky. Uh, I'll listen to it. I heard there's beats. Is that true? Yeah, there be- there's beats. It's like reggaeton influence, but oh like in a very Bjork oh way God. with like. A tonal like a uh, wind instruments. I've been enjoying it mostly because the I think the second no the first single she uh she dropped is like is lyrics. Sorry. What's that? No, I'm just laughing at her doing reggaeton beats. Oh yeah, no, it's like it's reminiscent of like a reggaeton beat, uh, but it's like lyrics that are extracted from like a Roland Bart like writing or something i i enjoy enjoy it she's uh, i'm just really curious to know if she had any work done because all the pictures i can find from like the recent the past like two three years she's heavily covered in like very you know bjork-esque type like costumes and yeah well she's always doing now for it's been a few years working with that um drag performer in berlin hungry oh really hungry does bjork's makeup huh uh so that's like the very elaborate kind of you know kind of like a butterfly symmetrical yes. 
like a moth the face painting yeah the moth stuff and then the prosthetics like yeah that was very much like hungry's aesthetic and then bjork found her online i guess on instagram or something and started working with her I it would just crush me if she had any work done. It would just crush me. First of all, she moved she moved back to uh Iceland a couple of years ago or whatever. Because she's feeling unsafe in yeah. America for okay. her daughter. That's okay, what she said. Bitch. Um she also left the States after like in two thousand eight or something like that. When she recorded Volta, she like bought a boat or something like that and sailed the world with her family, <laughs> allegedly. Because she felt unsafe in america during bush uh, oh america God. truly rots the brain of like well not yeah, all like millionaire yeah. celebrities like i, I yeah. feel unsafe yeah for... money money truly rots your brain in this country that is yeah. the bottom line and the grand conclusion um what was i gonna say yeah it would truly crush me if she had any work done because she's sort of the last vestige of uh well first of all she's an icelandic woman so to have been corrupted by like american beauty norms would be a low blow <laughs> um but also she's like you know she's my mother Aww. she's uh i've i just love her i love her well, music how could you like how could you be a gay our age and not have like not have a special relationship yeah well you know if she does get work done it could be like the grimes route <laughs> grimace <laughs> as Yuli Banks was going off about Grimes <laughs> that face work done <laughs> oh my god oh my god uh, what else uh, what else is happening in the scene I'm looking up uh, I'm desperately looking for some leads on art news art know, it was news. Berlin Art Week I'm so glad I missed it oh yeah no FOMO a, whatsoever a tree fell in the forest yeah everything looked annoying oh <laughs> <laughs> Why even make art at this point? That's my question. It's fine if you have an ongoing practice, but like, what is the buy-in at this point to start <laughs> making art? Um, yeah. No, I do have a few shows I want to see, and they're only friends shows because I want to support my friends, and I'm very excited mm-hmm. um, for what they're doing and their creativity so that I will support. But there was a show actually I saw on Instagram today where I was like, Oh, I want to see that. And it was a museum in Potsdam. I've never been to, Mm -hmm. uh, what's it called? Museum, uh, Barberini. Have you ever been there? No, I've never even heard of it. Like, sorry, that's embarrassing yet. Not because they're not promoting themselves very well. Right. But, uh, a friend posted, like oh got to see the show just in the nick of time it closed yesterday and it was like helen frankenthaler and lee krasner and like early pollux and like things that looked really great in her instagram stories i'm like oh why didn't i hear about the show or see any ads for it cia art (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) but like it all looked really great and i'm just like oh i would have loved to have seen that in person their collection seems to be a pretty solid yeah um Yeah. Oh, you know what uh, we should talk about? Art World Instagram satirist Jerry Gagosian curates a show with Sotheby's. <laughs> <laughs> the floor is all yours. Um, She's not funny. No. Um, the account's annoying. Sotheby's is so pathetic. It like, is. Lately, especially. <laughs> Yeah, between all these yeah. stunt <laughs> curators they're having. Yeah. <clears throat> Gagosian, whose real name is Hilda Lynn Helfenstein, uses her dark sense of humor and memes to explore the boundaries and gatekeeping of the art world. That is so generous. <laughs> that is so generous. However, outside of her account, Helfenstein is an independent art curator and former Los Angeles gallerist. And her show for Sotheby's, which opens tomorrow at the auction house's New York gallery, features both established and emerging talents, many of whom have not yet been introduced to the market. What is the point of, like, auctioning off work of by unknown artists? Yeah, it's just uh, speculative and no, like, bad I'm, for their career. I'm, like, I'm genuinely asking, how does that even work? I have no idea. Like, I don't know why 
you would have unknown artists in a Sotheby's auction. Right. Unless this is like, oh, I'm doing something for charity and like maybe someone will be into this painting. Mm-hmm. And you can get it for a good price, but still like um, save the whales will get, you know, $3,000. Well, um, I, I love her uh, gruff German eyebrows. She has that, <laughs> she has that look. She's the German boss. Um, sorry. Oh, okay, good. That counts not on private for ones. Oh, she's um, not private anymore. No, she's not private anymore. Oh, let me see if. There's oh, any. she's gonna be on the Joe Rogan Experience. Really. God. Oh no, that's just. Uh, oh no, sorry. It's an ad for the Sotheby's auction. Wow, that was hilarious. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Why is it, like there's articles like through the roof like everywhere about her Wall Street Journal cultured. <laughs> I mean cultured is not a particularly r- reputable news source. Um wait, why don't why am I not able to find her? Oh, you know what? I think I blocked her. That's why. <laughs> The only the only thing coming up is a Jerry Gagosian account with a picture of Jerry Saltz and some bug memes. God. What is Jerry Saltz up to? Dealing with IBS <laughs> <laughs> from drinking like a two liter of coffee he microwaved every morning. Oh my god, it's so tacky all the the like the controversial celebrities she has uh she has photoshopped oh it's into tacky. The sotheby's auction i'm sorry this is why i can't stand her this meme three days ago it's like a man sitting on a bench with a homeless man sorry unhoused how did you end <laughs> up in poverty gamble drugs question mark and then this person says bro i'm a blue chip artist and i'm filthy rich my gallery supplies the drugs so long as I produce. Every exhibition is a gamble. And I look like shit because I'm such a genius. Hygiene feels like a distraction. Uh, okay. Tacky and mean spirited. Yeah. First of all. Second of all, not funny. No, not funny. A meme of like, George Bush painting, uh, painting a portrait of her sleeping. Oh, my God. Like, what do you fancy yourself? Like the subject of a war criminal's portraiture, <laughs> alongside like humble, anyway. humble brag, like screenshots of her, like you know, myriad interviews on different outlets. Anyway, um, not funny. Next, that that meme with the the big the big blue button. When your painting career just isn't taking off and the button says graphic design at tech companies. Like, it's just That's not supposed fun. to be funny. It's not funny. Oh, my God. Um, my 65-year-old father isn't much funnier than this. Oh, so. yeah, of course. Uh, do, you say, do you think Hauser and Worth let the, uh, let, what her name, what's her name, attend the funeral of her grandmother? <laughs> Is she on paid? Beatrix. Is she on paid or unpaid leave? <laughs> um, um, it's so crazy. I saw that they don't even bury the royals; they just intern them in inter oh, under the floor. Yeah, in like a catacomb or whatever. God. Like, I okay. They they embalm the bodies, but isn't there still like off gassing rottage? I guess if you've embalmed it, it's gonna just—it's like the the moisture sucked out and filled with chemicals. So, but at some point, you're—it's <sighs> like mummies, you know. If you excavate them after yeah. like a thousand years, it's just like, uh, uh, yeah. I don't want to think about it. Anyways, anyway, gross. as as a Canadian, um, I'm anti monarchy. I just want to say it for the record. Okay, so you know, I've been following. So I've been no, following. No tears were shed. Okay. I've been following the processions and everything. I, I enjoy it. Listen, it's a, like a, it's a tradition older than, you know, over a thousand years. I find it fascinating. Like anything historical, um, I'm not, ju- I'm not justifying their existence or their, you know, ill malice. I just was shocked that like, I was really busy after she died 
and then kind of like was away from even checking the news online because it was all this chaos of the like leaving Winnipeg. And then it's just like suddenly I turn on the news and it's like, wait, this is still going on and it's been in the news every day. Right. For almost two weeks. Mm -hmm. That was shocking. And Germans were obsessed with it. It's like they're just itching to have a monarchy. Well, you know why they're still <laughs> they're still lamenting the loss of their uh, robbed titles. <laughs> oh man! Again, everyone, please just Google um, German royal family just to see how sad it is. German because they're royal still around family. and exist. <laughs> German the monarchy of Germany was the system of government in which the hereditary monarch was sovereign of the German Empire from 1871 to 1918 how did that like even start first monarch William the first oh um I just remember there was like a tabloid a few years ago that had like the Prussian royal family at some family wedding Mm mm-hmm and there was a disproportionate number of people with like birth defects probably related to inbreeding mm-hmm. so um i mean germans still think they're they've been robbed of their grandeur so <laughs> i mean all the culture and good taste that's you know permeated this place the the culinary <laughs> excellency which is really just in Bavaria and Austria. Right. Um, if we're talking about this region. But what's happening in the rest of the country? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, well, if you're in LA, go check out the show I'm in. It looks the... amazing. Congratulations. Thanks. Marianne I Wo- saw a VVIP was there. <laughs> Who was there, Amir? Marion. Is it Marion? Mary, I'm always like, yeah, is it Mary Ann? <laughs> yeah, Mary Ann Williamson, not to be confused with yeah. Mary Ann Pischek. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mary Ann Williamson. Is uh, it Williamson or Williamson? Williamson, <laughs> author of A Return to Love, Illuminata, A Course <laughs> in Weight Loss, and A Woman's Worth, also known as 2016. 2020 sorry presidential democratic presidential candidate um, also a jew with a very goyish name and profile I mean, right marianne williamson born in houston texas oh wow she's 70 <laughs> she, she looks, looks great she looks great for someone who in her 70s it must be because she's not into seed oils and all that other um yeah <laughs> probably anyways she, no, she does look great she dropped by the show. There's no pictures of her with my paintings in the uh, in the background, but still, she was there. Uh, so go check it out at the Lodge in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I love it. I wish we were there. Same. Um, what else do you have upcoming uh, coming up for you? Mm, just trying to weather the winter. You know, mm-hmm. rising energy costs, um, war at our doorstep true uh but i have some new paintings i want to make that i'm really excited about cute um i experimented with this when i was in winnipeg i think you saw on instagram it's like Mm -hmm. the painting on canvas with the metal work right gonna try to fine tune and hone Mm -hmm. that idea and um just working on my ux design portfolio gonna try to find a job queers in stem queers in stem uh you know my parents just retired they just moved away from canada after 36 years Mm -hmm. and um retirement's around the corner for me too so is it how do you mean i don't know like 25 years oh yeah you know these things take long-term planning so just need to get a job that uh i can start saving money and not be hanging by a financial thread all the time as an artist. Yeah. And again, I'm not ungrateful. I'm very fortunate to be able to live from my work, but it is by thread. So yeah, just move here so you can get a 80 hour week job with a salad bar and gym membership. 
Although according to those TikTok videos, those people do nothing at work. <laughs> They're like, so then I went to the smoothie bar and got a chia pudding and did a Zoom call. Those, those foods don't even look enticing. I know. Got a tabbouleh salad. Uh, yeah. And then like, there's just like tabbouleh salad spilt all over the <laughs> buffet. <laughs> like, that Israeli salad one too. Remember that girl? She's like, yeah. I'm in Tel Aviv, blah, 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 at Facebook. And it's like, there's just like food scraps all over the place. No, totally. Like, and they have those like <laughs> sad looking espresso machines like you'd have in Germany that would like totally foam like up. They, the, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I think the brand's called like Yurga or something. That one. <laughs> oh my god yeah it would make like really sad looking milch cafe the germans just fucking love it's such a novelty to them still like 40 years later it's very dense ultra white milk foam yeah coffee you cannot even stir into the coffee yeah the coffee's burnt the 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 (laughs) foam is burnt um it's so disgusting oh man i really want to get one of those taps uh for the kitchen that's like hot water cold water and sparkling water oh that's amazing i just used one of those in belgium yeah it's unbelievable yeah it has a button for all three and it has yeah. like a antique bronze finish to go with the rest of the kitchen yeah. it looked really good they had them in it, the new uh in the new united lounge at newark um which conveniently is like right uh above the like the gate to the flights to israel which obviously oh, nice. is relegated to the far edge of the terminal and is like is walled off. It's like a whole like it's a gate within a gate, basically, with like oh, its yeah. own security. But there's a really nice new lounge there that Jordan and I got to check Look out. At you with lounge access. Uh girl, that's what happens when you only fly one airline for years. Um, I mean I do too. It just never happened. But I mean you're on a long flight regularly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely um no it's a really nice lounge they're very generous with their different many food options and oh my god i enjoyed it needed that on this trip all my flights were like waking up at three or four a.m at least you didn't have to stand on that like four hours line which i'm still getting tiktoks about like go home vacation is over it's september 26th Yeah, it's like the people of Fire Island right now. Go yeah. home. Go There's home. There's a hurricane coming. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Enough with the portraits oh my God. of your friends' butts in the ocean. <laughs> like, we get it. Okay? Go home. Um, mm. Yeah. God, I have such a huge pimple like on my... Who's calling me? Who's Jan Feldman who's been calling me? Sounds like a made-up name. It is. Unless it's Jan Feldman. Yeah. <laughs> a concerned parent. <laughs> it's also Jan Feldman as an actor. Oh, there's a hot Jan Feldman. An artist and photographer that uses the camera as a brush. Oh my god, he must have heard us talking about photography. <laughs> oh no, it's from a doctor's office. Who's calling me on Rosha Shana? Hello. Don't they know? Um okay. <sighs> Anywho, so, uh, yeah, you said, what do you have coming up that's exciting? I'm just going to work on my paintings. Going to stay with my parents for a bit. Going to look for a job. Um, Nothing, like, in the near future. Mm -hmm. Any kind of potential exhibitions would be next year or something. Oh, nice. Um, But nothing's, like, sunstone. In the near future i'm making buffalo wings in the air fryer today (laughs) (laughs) very excited cute and how about you i might go into the city i haven't had a day off in a long while i am nursing some like sciatica flare-up but no as they like to say on sex in the city get your coat on and frank we're going out Jesus Christ. Um, so I might, I might go into the city and try to like waddle my way into MoMA. Um, I should come visit. Yeah, you should. I haven't been there in a minute. You mm. absolutely should. As long as the weather is yeah. nice, which it still is. Yeah, um, when does the weather get bad? 
we'll talk about this off camera. Kind of, yeah, it kind of flips on a dime. So usually there's no transition here. We had such a cold <sighs> snap the other day. That's why my fucking lower back is like I have a sciatica flare up because it was just so cold that night. I woke up with my lower back so tensed up, and then I went to the gym yesterday and I like overdid it, of course. So like. <sighs> I sh- it's totally my fault. I should have known. Like I was, yeah. I was doing squats. And it was hurting. I should have stopped. <laughs> um, mm. You know, when it rains, it pours. So, so with that, get your umbrella out, and uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah, Shana Tova, y'all. Shana Tova. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.